Mark Twain once said, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. Yeah, good quote. I like that quote. Uh, I was just saying before we press record, I'm not quite sure why it ended up in this spot in the book. However, uh, this little, I, I love this little opening to the first part of the book. It, it might be like my favorite set of two pages in the book. But um, I think that typical thinking and instruction in the bagpipe world is finite, right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, if you play in the band, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm using, I'm cheat. I'm using my cheat sheet here. Otherwise known <laughs> as the book. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> well, like, so technically you wrote it. I think that's probably acceptable, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so when, when you join a band, it's like, Hey, you got to learn these marches. Then we give you a kilt and then cool. There you go. Yeah. You're a band member, right? Uh, maybe a single jig that you're going to play in competition. Okay. And, and in the process, you can miss the most important. Uh, important part of this, which is that we're failing to learn the instrument properly as a tool that you can use in any situation that you want. Right. And so like, you know, uh, I, I think this little opening part focuses on an interesting idea, something that I like an interesting thought experiment, which is that the bagpipe is a piece of technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's like a really interesting idea to me. And uh, it takes me in all sorts of interesting directions that helps me uh, that helps me approach everything I do on a day to day basis. So, like, first of all, like, how is a bagpipe a technology? Well, first of all, as a musical instrument, it represents a sort of quantum leap in uh, just general making of musical instruments. Like, mm. you know, thousands of years ago, this huge quantum leap was made, which is if I connect. Uh, my read to a reservoir, I can play continuously. Never instead has to of stop. having, yeah, instead of having to stop all the time. Yeah, uh, which is a huge, like that represents a huge quantum leap forward. Certainly for wind instruments, and it's not to say, obviously, obviously not every wind instrument is sold on that, right? Like uh -huh, people sure. still like the trump trumpet's still pretty cool, mm. despite not having a reservoir. But you know, uh, it's very kind of interesting and, and obviously very practical because that idea lasted thousands and thousands of years. So, so even as a, even as just a musical instrument, it's like a pretty advanced technology, but um, it's, it's also a technology in the sense that any musical instrument is a technology. It's a way to sort of express yourself in a way that people still can't figure out why it's so awesome. Right. Like people still people still don't know why music is so incredible. And they don't know, they can't figure out if it's an art or a science or a philosophy or a language or like like they throw all this stuff around and like, you know, music is a language. I don't know, I guess. None like of these theories seem to quite seem to That's quite right. get it all, right? Like maybe they're getting like pieces of it, but if music is a language, then why do I suck at speaking French? You know, as an accomplished musician, uh, that would suggest that I would have been good at French, but I'm not. So, like, maybe it is partially language, and obviously there's lots of things that are very similar to language, but it's not just that. It's, like, almost like a, I don't know, is it, a, it, is it, is it like this amazing, all-encompassing art form that just combines all because obviously there's philosophy involved and there's lots of science involved and uh i don't know it's very fascinating but anyway i, I let's think let's not get too lost hey, but yeah go ahead if, if you want yeah hold on to that piece i just 
interjection i think that darwin i think it was darwin himself who tried to theorize like why did we develop music and one idea was as a way to attract mates which always makes me chuckle because they're you know you could insert joke about bagpipers <laughs> attracting mates you know like if yeah. that was the reason <laughs> we might be more successful <laughs> yeah i you know? mean who knows yeah maybe there maybe there is some sort of like existential uh, evolutionary reason why we do all these things. I, I think, think it's probably I just, likely. I think that my mate, maybe like most people's mates, uh, tolerates the bagpipes. It's not <laughs> like a, a thing that attracted her to me. So yeah. Well, but maybe, but maybe if okay, and then just throwing it out there, just get a little goofy. Mm. Maybe if uh, your spouse only tolerates the bagpipes at best, maybe that means definitively how you're approaching playing the bagpipes is not right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you need to fix it. That's a great maybe point. That's a, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a great warning sign. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I understand the feeling though. I understand yeah. the feeling. Well, I mostly my wanted wife, to find some way to get a joke more in there. Than, so. Yeah. My wife slightly beyond tolerates it. Like I think she embraces it overall. Mm. Cause like, you know, uh, it's how I put my portion of the food on the table. Uh, yeah. So yeah. there's that. So like, you know, it's kind of interesting. By the way, I'm not encouraging anyone else to get into the bagpipe teaching market. Just psh, you find where you are, you know? <laughs> no. Okay. Just kidding. Okay. So anyway, bagpipe as a technology. Yeah. And then, you know, so it is a technology. It's like this cool tool that we can use to express ourselves. Mm -hmm. But then like, but then I love just thinking about these things. Uh, okay. If the bagpipe is a technology, let's compare it to other technologies. Yeah. Right. And in, the, in here, we talk about the telephone. Being right. an incredible technology, right? Because you can call your, your uh, when school's out and you're, you're at home, you can call your boyfriend or girlfriend mm -hmm. and you can continue to talk to them uh, all night long, even though you're Probably not Probably about the fact location. that you play bagpipes because they find that so attractive. Uh, possibly. Let's not yeah. rule that out. Yeah. But, uh, but that's not the power of the telephone, right? So uh, even though that's a really cool application of the telephone, maybe it's the reason we got involved in the telephone in the first place. But then what the telephone represents is that suddenly you used to have to be in the same location as someone mm. to communicate clearly with them. Uh, and then we developed, you know, the, the postal system. Now you could send letters back and forth and whatever, I suppose, right? That's a huge technology. And that represents being able to contact anyone in the world. However, it's quite slow. Mm. And then the telephone allows you to have, for all intents and purposes, a real-time conversation with someone anywhere in the world and that's an incredible technology with an infinite number of applications i think mm. that's a key like i think that's a key element of any technology you wouldn't call something a technology unless it had many 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 applications mm. okay yeah that, that that makes sense to me and I, I feel like maybe there's something there too that's perhaps hard to put your finger on but there's something almost ethereal, some might even say spiritual, where like the underlying reason this technology was developed was to be social with other humans, right? And like, so is there an underlying reason why the bagpipe or the fiddle or any other instrument was developed? So like underlying reason is there's something about music expression. Here's one of the many tools you can choose from, but also that tool can be applied in a lot of different situations like we've talked about before course, it's not yeah. just competition it's not just parades there's a lot of different ways it's to use it it's not only that it it's not only that it can be applied but i think that our attitude as pipers need needs to be that it must be applied mm. right so we don't we don't 
Uh, and again, I, I talk about that here. Like a lot of pipers learn the bagpipes because they want to play Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but a lot of pipers. They're like, man, I just really want to play Amazing Grace because uh, so I love Amazing Grace. Would you call that one, one application of the tool then? Yeah, with that's a great reason. That's a great it's a great like Gandalfian nudge out the door. Mm. See what I did there? Little yeah, Lord of the Rings. I like that. Uh, little, little throwback there. It's a it's a great nudge out of the door. It gets you in motion. Okay, but then like you know, uh, but it can't stop there. Okay, and then you know, it's it's the same reason. Like, why do I like to play chess? Well, because I like to compete against my brother and beat him most of the time. <laughs> now that he can beat me most of the time. Mm. Right, I don't want to play chess. I don't that play much chess anymore. so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, if I did want to continue to compete with him, right, uh, I would have to learn the skills and the fundamentals and the techniques and everything in order to become, you know, a chess player that was able to express my uh, my creativity in a way that was competitive, uh, and so on. Right, like so. It's, so it all points in that direction of, you know, you need to be able to play the infinite game with your piece of technology. Mm. The iPhone is like, and the iPhone is like maybe the most amazing example of technology in the history of mankind. It's pretty close. There's, there's a lot of, as far as like, as far as like technology that we can hold and feel and buy, yeah. like the iPhone is just incredible. It's there but in it's our not daily because life like, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not because of the text message app mm. and it's not because of the meme generator app. And it's not because of Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, it's not because of any of those individual things. It's because in the palm of your hand, you have uh, infinite possibility. You know, right? I wonder if this uh, anecdote would be would feels applicable to you, Andrew. For for a couple of years, I worked in a technology store, retail, and there was a condolences. A, yeah. Oh man, it was. I'm never going back. But uh, I was there for several years, and there were there was a local prominent individual who uh, was very rich. Everybody knew about him, um, and very old. And he and I established a relationship. Basically, he would just show up every time he needed anything paired via Bluetooth. <laughs> and so, yes. it, and you know, I was fine because he'd buy stuff sometimes. But he brought in an iPad, and he said, and this was early days of iPads, and he said how incredible it was, how much he loved it, how amazing it was. And he showed me what he could do with it. And you know what he could do with it? Take notes with the stock note app that came with it yes and i said that's great did you know that there are other apps he looked at me blank face right so to me this feels like yeah that he wanted to learn amazing grace and he was so crazy about amazing grace and good for him that is great right but he was living under his privilege you know like that tool could have done so much more for him there are other applications applications right apps huh I mean, it's like it's it's cool that the it's cool that the story includes that the guy was really rich because yeah. uh, that single device uh, will make millions rich, mm. maybe billions. Yeah, just because it's such a great advice. There's people doing incredible art and animation, and there's just right, people yeah. that that are just hustling out there on Instagram in the grams, just making connections <laughs> and networking yeah. and make, yeah. you know, like it's amazing. Yeah, um, you know. Um, that it's tool huge, is being applied it, it, by a lot of people in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. That, which Finding is part of what freedom. makes it a good <laughs> – next book. <laughs> it's yeah. part, part of what makes it a good technology though, right, is that it can be applied in a lot of different situations by different people. Yes. 
It's like, yes. what's your vision? It helps you realize your vision. That's that's the idea, mm -hmm. right? What's your goal? It gets you to your goal more efficiently, yeah. et cetera. And then just to talk a little bit about bagpiping vision, right? So mm -hmm. so I remember, I remember just like kind of fantasizing uh, that one day I would be able to perform with the Syracuse Kilties pipe band. Because when I first... Uh, when I first learned the bagpipes, my dad played with the Syracuse Kilties and, and like, that's what kind of what I knew and kind of what I was kind of excited about. And the idea that I might play with the Syracuse Kilties was like, like so exciting. I was so mm -hmm. stoked to be like playing the bagpipes. Now it never actually worked. We ended up playing with a different local band, not the Syracuse Kilties, but, but like I achieved that goal and usually kind of shortly before you're about to achieve to achieve a goal, usually your mind has already shifted to some other goal beyond that. Yeah. I found. It's part of but, the hedonic uh, it, it treadmill. You hop to the next unattainable thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Hedonic, yes, but also just kind of, I think it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. I think it can be a positive. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you should, and then now it's like, oh, maybe I'll try solo competing. And then, you know, uh, even before that, that's over, it's like, oh, maybe grade three next, maybe grade two next. Oh, mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to play in the higher level band. It's like, you know, oh, maybe I can teach my computer to like jam along with me as I play bagpipes. But you, you keep kind of like your, your horizons keep expanding. It's a lot like when a kid learns to walk too, mm. right? Like at first that kid's so stoked to be able to walk, but then like, but then you start to realize now that you have that skill in place, you start to realize what other possibilities exist as a result of that. Right. There's so a like, stacking thing where the one skill exactly. opens up more doors. Right, and it's the same with your guy with the iPad, right? Mm. It's like he just he just fell in love with the Notes app, but then it's like, did you know there's other apps? And then you know mm. maybe he's got the Photos app, and then you know before long you might have a, you know you might before long you might have an online, uh, you know website that you built on your iPad where you teach people, you know how to do something interesting. So, uh, so you know amazing I mean? grace on on Highland bagpipes might be what gets you in and gets you started, but that might turn into parades and competition. It might turn into small pipes yeah. and border pipes and Northumbrian pipes, and it might turn into just all kinds. Let's of not stuff, get too right? crazy. <laughs> That's far no, enough. Right, uh, bring yeah. it back in. <laughs> I, I think. I think, uh, and then I think on a more on a more molecular level, right? It's like, oh, uh, amazing grace. Oh, cool. There's like great, these things need, I need these things called grace notes to play amazing grace. And mm. so you, you do, you do that. And then you're like, oh, wait, what else could I do with these grace notes? Mm. And then, then, you know, then you hear a guy playing a jig and it's like, oh, like the jig is really just the same ingredients just organized in a different way. But then it's like, oh, you know, the jig definitely has a lot more rhythm and rhythmic groove into it. And I've spent some time kind of thinking about what that means. It's like, cool. What other, what other cool rhythmical bagpipe tunes are there? Right. And so you start to branch out. Mm. Right. Uh, and then it's like, Oh man, it's like, all I have to do is learn a Strass Bay. And I basically know all the tunes I need to know to join the local band. Cool. And then it's like, all right, what else can bands do? You know, uh, what other kind of tunes can we play? Like, what are these, you know, like what, what, ha what happens if uh, we purposefully don't play all the same notes at the same time and we write a little bit of harmony and then you learn a little bit about chord progressions and you're like, man, what else can chord progressions do? Oh, mm. it turns out like, it turns out if you can speak chord progressions, you can play with guitarists and bass guitarists and like, cool. Like what else can that do? It's like, oh, if I can write it down, I can write like giant bagpipe symphonies. And, you know, before you know it, you're, you're going, you, you know, you're going onward and onward to all these kind of interesting things. Mm. And that's the big idea. Yeah, like infinite possibility or or maybe you go in a totally different direction and it's like oh cool what other kind of bagpipes are there right yeah oh be oh bellows pipes cool oh what other kinds of bagpipes can you play with bellows oh alien pipes totally different finger work 
but like, you know, interesting. And like, you know, what, what happens if I combine my bagpiping and my alien piping into like the same, uh, garage band track? Cool. Like what happens if I throw a little beat behind that? Oh, interesting. That's kind of neat. It's like, what happens if I take the beat back out? And instead I ask my drummer buddy to come in and just play along with this. It's like, cool. Suddenly you have, suddenly you have like the next hot, you know, Celtic, Celtic uh, festival band. band. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, why not? I've been I've been reading the the Narnia books with my kids since they were since they were like every time some of them get older and have you read those by chance? Do you remember at the mm. the I I no I I I mean yes so I've read them and I've seen all the movies like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty intimate with the storyline but so I I'm not like a scholar the the way it all ends is it's in, not like it, Little House on the Prairie that I've read a thousand times another another excellent series for sure. But the, the it just, this just brings into my mind the the vision of the way that it all ends after the final battle when um it's like they're in Narnia but they realize that as they go as they look like beyond the horizon it's the same Narnia again but bigger brighter and better and they look beyond that horizon and it's bigger brighter yes. better and I think it's Reepicheep who keeps yelling onward and upward and it's like you get the yes. idea that no matter how far you go bigger and better vistas will open up and more yes. opportunity and the thing is it's all Narnia right so it's like it's all bad bagpipes sure but it's not all that it's it's bigger and better and realer and yeah. more exhilarating and stuff like that yeah and i mean you know i i went to school and learned uh music composition and mm. electroacoustic music but that that was all uh, you know the bag the my bagpiping experience was all a stepping stone into that mm. right so i learned i learned how to compose music for cello and piano and xylophone and and then i integrated like max msp you know like quasi artificially intelligent computers like making musical decisions based on inputs and like we did all that stuff uh and it was all just an extension of my previous musical experiences mm. um, i also played the drums so right about the age that i started playing the pipes i also played percussion in the school band mm. Uh, and those two things, like what I learned drumming and what I learned piping, they intermingled with each other all the time. And, and they sparked a ton of creativity. Um, and, uh, and like, just like any other technology, right? The, the ways you can combine them together are, are infinite. Mm. Uh, and so by, you know, you can pursue whatever interests you. And I think that you'll have a lot of success and generate a lot of interest. Yeah. Did, did you ever you, play a, uh, like a like a drum kit, like rock and roll drum kit kind of yeah. thing? Dude, yeah. I wish I played the uh, I played the drums uh, in the school's production of Godspell. I was like the only student musician in the pit band, Sick. and the the rest I got to like jam with professionals. That's awesome. I'm not sure they were stoked, but um, <laughs> not but my so music much, teacher, right? my music teacher, Mr. Clements, he was super. He he played Call the keyboards. Mr. Clements. <laughs> In, in the God, in the Godspell band, he played the keyboards and then there were one or two or three other professionals. But then he was like, hey, I'd really like you to play the drums for this, like if you're interested. Mm. Um, and it was so cool. I mean, like I kind of sucked at first and then like they they kind of taught me how to rein in a few things and how to play like a real pit drummer a little bit. Mm. He kind of gave me some anecdotes and it was super fun. Yeah. Next, next, uh, next project. I hope you'll do Andrew is to bring the worlds of CrossFit and and drum kit together, because I would love okay. an excuse to cross kit. Yeah, dude, cross kit. That'd be sick, man. I, I would love to learn drumming get and sued. get better with rhythm and stuff like that. But like, I don't have time for like everything. So it's like if there's an excuse that it's like, oh, this is how I stay healthy. You know, then I can then oh, I can make an excuse I for see. it. You know, I see. <laughs> 
I don't know how many healthy rock and roll d- drummers you've seen. But I, I, I want the few. physique of a of a rock and roll drummer. That's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, something I highly recommend hmm. is uh, Dance Dance Revolution or those rock band games. Oh, yeah. Like for anybody, anybody who wants to get better at playing music or playing the bagpipes, like get those games. And like yeah. playing with your kids, but like it'll make you such a better musician. It's all about timing. Yeah, it's all about it listening all about to rhythm. the music. That's true. It's like uh, they're incredible, mm-hmm. incredible games. So great excuse for all of us to go out and get systems and games now. Like, hey, yes. this is for my this is for my bagpiping. This is this is bagpipe time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My wife was like, you know, my wife will not allow gaming systems in the house. But like, it's so bad. I kind of agree with her. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love playing video games, but probably too much. Like, I probably would just end up, uh, just end up a lost soul, just like, this with is, tons of, uh, tons of, like, potato chip crumbs just on me and just, like, never do anything except for play games. When I was a kid, my parents' deal was that they wouldn't buy me any kind of gaming system, but they would buy me any instrument I wanted to play. So that's, that's, ah. and here I am today. And here you are now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'll, meanwhile, all the video gaming kids are like multimillionaires. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I say it's here I am today on Twitch, entirely yeah. jokingly, right? I'm not. It's like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I gotcha. not being uh-huh. serious about like here I am today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, one of the reasons we built the dojo is because I really didn't want, uh, I, I, really, uh, I really personally didn't want to be a, a standard uh, bagpipe instructor where, you know, all your evenings you're teaching yeah. and all your weekends you're away teaching. Like mm-hmm. I really didn't want that. Uh, I knew I really didn't want a normal job, mm. but I also really didn't want that. And nothing against those who do that and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But just for me, it was like, Ooh, that's not going to quite work. You know, like, um, I, I need my evenings and I need my, my rest. I need my beauty sleep and I need my, um, my rest. <laughs> and, and so like, so I had to innovate different ways to do it. Uh, and we talked about that, I think, uh, yeah. in, in, in a recent podcast where, um, you know, I just kind of had to gradually, we gradually innovated, you know, things to do that were slightly different. Yep. And, and uh, you know, so not, not dissimilar from some of the piping trajectories we're talking about where it's like, oh, maybe I can try this. Oh, maybe I can try this. And eventually, like, so the Piper's Dojo business has sort of, you know, uh, like business, I suppose, as itself is kind of a technology that has an infinite number of possible directions that you can take it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and and I think that's that's really what we've we've ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never it, thought I'd write a book. Oh, but that happened. Yeah, I, I'd imagine that like for a lot of us, um, we can maybe look at other pipers and feel like we see a snapshot of where they are today and see the disparity mm-hmm. between where they are today and where we are today. Maybe in a similar way that like somebody starting a new business can look at the established situation that uh, Piper's Dojo is in. You've got systems in place, you've got employees, et cetera, and comparing that to how they're getting started today, right? It feels like a massive disparity. And so maybe a part of the goal of the book, I, you know, you tell me, um, uh, is like realizing that like, I don't know, I feel like I feel like part of it is like to find joy in the process, right? Come back, come back here and like, here are some things to work on. And like, it will, you know, it's like, you don't want to like say you're going to turn into Fred Morrison, you know, cause that's, 
No. Could be an as unhealthy fact, comparison, right? <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I can promise you that if you're successful, you'll be nothing like Fred. Mm. Right? If you're if you end up like Fred, that means you failed. Because you're just trying to be Fred, right? Instead of yeah. be who you yeah, are. Like, oh, that's like replication <laughs> replication's not useless, right? Like when we when I first learned to play the bagpipes, you know, for the most part, I was just replicating the stuff my dad was showing me. Okay. Sure, yeah. But it's rep, a way to get but rep but mimicry is mimicry will never be like the end goal. And if it is, to quote Mark Twain, uh, maybe you should pause and reflect, mm. right? If all you're trying to do is mimic uh, what other pipers around you are doing, yikes! It's not you know like this is not it's not really going to be a long term thing. I, I can promise you. Mm. Right? This is like if if I just do CrossFit because I want abs, that's a problem too, right? Like that's not really it. Um, abs will be a nice by- byproduct. I was going to say, um, look, if, if you ended right up with reasons. abs, who's going to yeah. complain, Hopefully. right? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I'm still, I'm still kind of trying to work on that. But I, I digress. Mo- what were we my, talking about? Most people yeah, so develop abs in their late 50s. So don't, I wouldn't sweat about it. That's when it happens for most of us. Yeah. So if you're successful as a bagpiper, you'll sound nothing like Fred Morrison or Jack Lee. Mm. Like Jack was a big influence of me. I think I see like, in, in the way I perform, like, I think I see similarities in myself, like obvious influences. Sure. Yeah. Right. It's like, who are the Beatles influenced by or, uh, you know, who is Pearl Jam influenced by? And I think you'll see influences. But I think the reason that you might recognize the name Beatles or you might recognize the name Pearl Jam uh, is that, man, like they developed their own thing. Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and they became, you know, they became unique in what they brought to the world and how they express themselves. Mm-hmm. Like who, um, you know, who really cares about the Pink Floyd cover bands, right? Like why do you go see a Pink Floyd cover band? Because you love Pink Floyd. <laughs> because you love Pink Floyd. Yeah, not because yes. you love the cover band. Yep, yep. Yes, exactly, exactly. And by the way, maybe that's not true. Like well, maybe there's an art. Maybe there's an art of being a cover band, and there's and I have no real experience. I've never seen a Pink Floyd cover band. I sure so, have. But so like, you picked a good one. I can I can speak to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, there's nothing particularly remarkable except for the fact that they're just copying Pink Floyd. It depends on the cover band, of course. You know, if, if you if you love Pink Floyd so much, which like my family is a pretty serious Pink Floyd family, then any iteration of Pink Floyd will have at least some value. You know. Um, and right. sometimes the cover bands have like gimmick things, right? There's Australian Floyd and they work didgeridoo into set the controls for the heart of the sun and stuff like that. So that's kind of, kind of fun, yeah. but really it's because Pink Floyd isn't touring and they're not in my town. So I'll take what I can get. That's what it comes down to really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but there you go. I think there's a lot of bagpipe, there's a lot of bagpipe cover band style, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things in the bagpipe world. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're just trying to. You know, oh, Field Marshal plays whatever chanters, so that's what we play. Yeah, that's cool. So much and of it. you know, yeah. like, well, and mimicry, mimicry might not be the worst thing. It's definitely like a it can be a great way to it get can, jump. Started. Yeah, it can be a way to learn things or try new stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like everybody plays Steam Train to Maleg. Okay, mm-hmm. so does that mean you shouldn't do that? No, it doesn't mean that. Steam Train to Maleg is awesome, but you know, uh, but I, I think I think. Uh, in the future, you know, maybe you could write your own material that has a similar effect. Maybe it could be influenced by Steam Train. But, but I think what's going to make bagpiping special is, you know, people using it as a technology to really express themselves. That's sort of like the underlying thesis of it all for mm-hmm. me. Totally makes sense. 
Mimicry's like fine. Willie, wi- Don't stop there, though. Go on from there, right? Yeah. What's the difference between Willie McCallum and Roddy McLeod? Right? Well, it's like, okay, in some respects, they're kind of exactly the same. Mm. Right? Like, they, uh, they both won a ton of Glenfiddich, and they've won all the big prizes. Um, but, like, you know, and they both sound amazing when they play. And they, all, they both play exactly the same style of music. Mm. Okay. All right. But, like, well, how about all the interesting differences? Right? Uh, you know, the, the way Willie gets his sound is totally different. The way Roddy gets his sound is totally different. Mm. Uh, probably, probably the internal motivations as to why they want to practice so hard you know, to play that specific style of music. And there might be similarities, but I bet you it's all kind of like unique. And you don't get to that point uh, without, you know, really putting yourself uh, into the music and mm. your own interests. Mm. So like even, even in something where it would be tempting to criticize it as being a non-creative pursuit, uh, you know, like the Glenfiddich. It's like double MSR and then P-Rock. In, an ho- in, in order to win, you're going to play in a way that the judge likes. So it'd be tempting to say, Oh, that, that's like sort of an anti-creative pursuit. Uh, it, and and um, it's a worthwhile thought experiment, but at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's part of the way that those guys choose to express themselves so successfully and interestingly, mm. right? Um, and it's really cool. And the same with the pipe bands. You know, uh, pipe bands, it's like, oh, everybody boxed into the same music and they have to play it over and over again. Yeah, but also... There's so much room for creativity and ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's interesting too that like JD Ingram recently put very, very beautifully better than I could how, how the restrictions are sometimes fuel for creativity in an interesting way. Absolutely. And it also strikes me like there can be no creativity without, there can be no creativity without, um, uh, restriction. Yeah. There's got to be at least some restrictions there, right? You got to have some walls. Well, like, think about it. Think about it. It's like, uh, think about it. Even just to live, there's always at least one uh, huge restriction. Yeah, yeah. Which is that you're going to die pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, relative I, to the age of the universe, you're going to die in a blink of an eye, right? So, so re- just living, you live with huge constrictions. Oh, and by the way, you have to breathe. Can't breathe underwater. Yeah. Right? You're going to have to have shelter. So there's all these restrictions, and then creativity is born... Um, out of the different combinations of possibilities yeah. offered to you yeah. uh, based on what the uh, restrictions are. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it occurs, It's a lovely thought. Like the instrument itself has nine notes, right? It's this, this massive restriction that yes. we talk about all the time, and yeah. yet that's kind of part of why it's awesome. <laughs> it's also why the RSPBA doesn't need to change the medley format. It's like the medley is a beautiful thing because of the restrictions. Mm. It makes it a huge challenge. If you just get rid of those restrictions, uh, at least for a long time, medleys are going to be pretty crappy relative to what they are now mm. because, uh, because you're going to have to learn to, like, you know, learn to manage all the new possibilities. Yeah. Now, like, should there be a new event that's different from the MSR and the medley that gets added in? Like, cool, I'm, I'm all, yeah. I'm, I'm totally up for that. Um. Yeah, but the restrictions are what makes it great. Mm-hmm. How do you take how do you take an M and S and an R and make it truly your own and truly special? You know, that's that's some of the subtle it's some of the subtle um, you know beauties of the solo competition bubble. Yeah, yeah. And you can listen to my 2006 album, Expression, as to 
you know, what happens when the possibilities are endless. <laughs> you know, it's like, it might be a little bit too out there. A little too much. So, yeah, the, it could uh, be a little too much. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you won't want to stop being my friend that in the, based on the fact that I'm now Googling your 2006 album, Expression. Yeah. You can do it. It's fine. I'm proud of it. It represents a moment. I just mean in case there was any expectation that I'd already uh, I could vote the album. Oh, no. There's zero Hey everybody, Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. <laughs>